0: Minus 15. Respect all, fear none. Into the upper deck. Intensity is not a virtue. Oh, mercy!
1: 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Two games of the World Series are down, and both go the way of the Washington Nationals. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mass and All Access podcast. Paul Mancano, Bobby Blanco from an open-roofed Minute made park in Houston, Texas. It's and beautiful. It is beautiful, and there's a nice breeze coming in. It's late at night. It makes, it makes you wonder why they didn't keep the open during the game. I think because they were afraid Juan Soto was going to hit that building right over there. Um, for one of his long ball home runs, but the Nationals escape Houston. I shouldn't say escape because they came in here yeah. and played phenomenal baseball and and earned. They came out here and dominated. They came out here and beat a very good team in two straight games on their home ballpark to take a two nothing lead. Game two, a score of thirteen. Uh, excuse me, twelve to three. Just I can There's too many runs. Can't, 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 keep, can't keep track. And Paul, I mean, if you I, then no script. That the Nationals go up two nothing included a blowout like this in my mind.
0: Yeah, I think you could say you said escaped last night, and I think that was pretty fitting considering mm-hmm. this was a, a this was a domination, yep. and it was which crazy because it was a two two tie and a nail biter and a pitcher's duel up until the seventh inning. Yeah, up until Kurt Suzuki broke the tie, and then the floodgates opened. Yep. This was two great pitchers at the start of this game in Justin Verlander and Steven Strasburg, both not starting out well, regaining their footing, being absolutely dominating, and then they get to the bullpen where seemingly the Astros should have the advantage. If there is one thing that the Nats are not good at, it is the bullpen. I mean, that is the one area of weakness um, all year that you could really point to, um, and even though they have Hudson and Doolittle. That would be the one weakness, and it was the Astros bullpen that imploded on itself.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I saw people mentioning on Twitter, if I would have told you that the the Nationals would have faced Justin Verlander in tonight's game, and Fernando Rodney, Tanner Rainey, and Javi Guerra would have pitched, and the Nationals would have won that game, I mean it's the I would think that the I Nationals you were, Right. I would think again. that the Nationals were getting no hit by Justin Verlander and blown out so they were just gonna waste all their secondary bullpen arms. But no, they're the ones blowing out the Astros and could give Hudson and Doolittle a rest, something that should not go understated moving forward with a day off tomorrow. You get three straight games at home Friday, Saturday, Sunday. An impressive win. Like you said, the seventh inning opened the floodgates. They, it was a similar script that we saw in game one, I believe, where both starting pitchers kind of struggled early out the gate, then found, found their groove in yeah. the middle innings, um, and then handed off to the bullpen. And then it was like, all right, which bullpen won't fold? The Nationals took advantage last night and then again tonight. Games, I mean, Kurt Suzuki knocks out Verlander with the long home run. And uh, the Astros bullpen, for whatever reason, just could not get out. So, what it is that uh, AJ Hinch said in his press, postgame press conference, you know, it was a good game up until the seventh, but they just couldn't. It was the worst two innings they might have played all season for the Astros.
0: And I don't know what it is about this Nationals team that makes their opponent so befuddled and mm-hmm. so lost and play their worst baseball and play outside of themselves we saw it against the cardinals that was the the cardinals that we saw in those four games were not the cardinals that we saw all season right um that was a cardinals team that had just uh dominated a first inning against the Braves in a game 5 that had taken everything to beat the Braves that had showed the fact that they were willing to you know that they 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 showed a lot more effort and heart during the regular season during the NLDS than they did when they got to the NLCS and then all of a sudden their best hitters are are waving and missing at terrible pitches yeah. they're in, in game 4 they are losing the ball in the lights at in that blow up inning it, i don't know what it is and that 7th inning was the same way yeah. it was just they they forgot how to play baseball and the, the big decision to me i think Obviously, you know, it in a 12-run f- barrage, one little thing like this, but I think it's indicative of the way that the Astros imploded today, is the fact that they intentionally walked Juan Soto. Yes. A, 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 something that they did not do all season.
1: Literally did not do all season. Yeah, their first one all season long.
0: Did not intentionally walk anybody. And they are so, at that point, in their heads, so lost that they make a move that they would never do that is totally out of out of character that is totally against what got them there in the first place against analytics which is to intentionally walk juan soto because they are at that point reeling and scared and (laughs) and totally falling apart so that's the kind of stuff that that the nationals have made their opponents do get outside of themselves all of a sudden lose their way. It yep. was bizarre. Yep, yep. And I'm going to harp on this all series long. I've harped on it all
1: postseason long. Things are going to go wrong. How do you get out of it? The yeah. Astros did that in the attempt to get out of it. A.J. Hinch talked about it in his post-game press conference being like, we thought I thought it was the best decision to get us out of that inning, to not let him get a chance. And then, lo and behold, the floodgates open anyways. The Nationals i up scoring a bunch of runs. So, you know, we could talk about that decision, but that's more probably more for the Houston Nationals to talk about and their reporters. I just think that the Nationals, again, were presented an opportunity with yeah. that walk to tackle more runs. You know, obviously the Kurt Suzuki home run was fantastic, gave them the lead, but I'm sitting here thinking – that's not going to be enough. You, and I, it wasn't because yeah. they ended up getting the Astros ended up getting one more back, would have tied the game at three. They needed more runs, more runs. They got another one, more, more, more. And then it was just a route, and then you felt finally comfortable yeah. that the Nationals were going to escape here with a 2-0 lead. Uh, but it was just a, a matter of, again, you have this opportunity with runners on base. Can you take advantage of it? And, and the Nationals were almost pr- like executed that yeah. plan to perfection.
0: And how did they do it? small ball in a lot of ways. They got lucky. Alex Bregman made an error. There were some costly errors in the field by the Astros, some poor decision-making by their pitchers, but they put themselves in that position, and they made contact, which the Nationals finished in the top three in the National League in terms of runs scored, finished in the top three in terms of batting average, but they were not a top three team i don't know if they were a top 10 team in baseball in terms of home runs yeah that was the one thing that they did not do consistently but it didn't matter because they have this (laughs) adam eaton said uh, on the workout day before the world series this is the kind of team that does not fare well in 2019 if you think about it because they don't hit a ton of home runs they bunt and i know some people aren't crazy about the number of times that adam eaton bunts right he bunted well tonight got two runners over and they make contact Yep. Um, Ryan Zimmerman talked about it after the game in the clubhouse. He said, you know, a couple bou- balls bounced our way, but we made contact and we put ourselves in that position. They the old baseball adage, you put the ball in play, good things happen. Yep. And that's what they did. So, you know, it it, it they got the one home run, but that in if they ha- if that had been it for the 7th inning and they're up 3-2, that might not have been enough. As yep. we saw they, you know, that the Astros would have tied it in, in theory. Yeah. But the Nats just kept putting the the uh, bat on the ball and and getting small ball hits, getting error, <laughs> getting yeah. on base via error, whatever it was. Yeah, you, talk, you can't not talk
1: about at small ball and not mention Adam Eaton like you did <laughs> yeah. because that, that was a huge key in that inning for me is because the home run already happened, back-to-back walks to Robles and Turner. I saw some people were maybe thinking, all right, possible double steal here, get them in scoring position get him on, get him over. That allowed A.J. Hinch to intentionally walk Juan Soto to first base yep. and then brings up Howie Kendrick with the bases loaded. We've seen that before this postseason. Ends up in runs. More and more ones come through. Uh, yes, it's, it's an old way, old school way of thinking, it, and Adam E. is probably 100% right in saying that it doesn't really play in this day and age. I don't think the Astros would ever bunt in that scenario, you know. But it worked out in the Nationals' favor. They have just kind of – it's that grind-it mentality. They've done that all season long since May 24th of, you know, we're going to hit home runs, we can do that, but we're also going to beat it when – this is a, something that the Nationals' offense has never done in the postseason past, and you and know, I talked about it before, being able to manufacture runs in the small – when you get guys on – Get him in as well. And, yeah. and we're finally seeing that this postseason, and it's resulting in the wins. they won eight in a row, tying the longest streak in MLB postseason history, which is insane, eight games in a row. Um, and now they're heading home with a 2-0 lead.
0: Also interesting, I think the Astros scored all three of the runs. via home run. Run. run.
1: Two-run home run and a solo shot in the ninth.
0: Yeah, and that can be incredibly frustrating for a team that – knows that they're not going, you know, for a fan base that knows their team is not as good at manufacturing runs, just waiting for a long ball, just waiting for something to – we saw it last night, I think, was it Springer hit that home run as well? Mm -hmm. That's only one. I mean, it's – for an offense to get going, hitting is contagious. That Nationals team has whatever bug has been going around because they're just – getting hits and it's not it's they are not so reliant on the long ball
1: and it's surprising to me for the Astros because this is something that I you know looking back before the ALCS wrapped up who would I rather the Nationals face Would be the Yankees because I feel like yeah they hit a lot of home runs but the Nationals pitching staff doesn't give up a lot of home runs yeah the Yankees have struggled this postseason scoring runs other than the long ball whereas the Astros their offense is struggling but they have a great track record they can score the runs either way by yep. manufacturing them or just blasting the ball out of the park. And it's this series now that they just can't seem to do without without yeah. the home run. And that's key to me. And like I said last on the, our post-game one podcast, runners in scoring position, men left on base, is going to be a huge, a huge tell in this series of how the series is yep. going to go. Game two right now, the Nats went 5-for-12 runs in scoring position, eight left eight men on base. But that, to me, shows that you had opportunities with guys on base. The yep. Astros went 0 for 5 and left 9. For the series, the Nats are batting 333 with runners in scoring position. The Astros just 176. And the Nats have only left 12 on base to the Nats, Astros 20. So, to me, that says not only are the Nats capitalizing on opportunities, they're getting more of them, yeah. whereas the Astros are leaving more on base with less opportunities. And that's, right to me, the story of the series so far.
0: And I said it after yesterday's pod, but... Every time that you talk about a pit a hitter not getting it done with runners in scoring position or runners on base, you have to credit yeah the to pitcher the pitching yeah um, and they didn't look. They only hit two home runs in this game. They all of their runs came in the long ball. They didn't get a timely double, a timely single, a an infield hit. Zimmerman got two infield hits in this game. Yep. Zimmerman, one of the oldest and slowest players on the National roster, out. just legging it out because he put the ball in play. Mm. Um, that's something that the the Astros just have not done, and it's it's carried over because in the ALCS they didn't do the same, yeah. the same thing. The, as a team in the ALCS they hit around 200. They're doing the same thing here. I don't. And look, it's it's still a good hitting lineup. They're not they, during the season they they hit a ton of home runs. Yeah, but they also weren't entirely reliant on the long ball right. like they have been in this postseason. Yeah,
1: and and the only player, like you said, the lineup is formidable. You look at the names alone, it's like, how 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 can you, as a pitcher, navigate your way yeah. through this lineup without getting beat up? Yeah. Um, but looking at the averages coming in, only Jose Altuve is really the only threat that has been consistent in these first two games. He's hitting three thirty three He got three hits again tonight. I mean, it's just a, the only guy that seems to be – doing any damage against his Nats pitching staff outside of the home runs. It seems like Jose Altuve is always on base, whereas guys like uh, Springer, Brantley, uh, Correa aren't on on his base as much. So that's a key, too, where, you know, Jose Altuve, a phenomenal player, an MVP player, ALCS MVP, but he's not going to be able to do it all by himself when the Nats offense is doing this damage, too.
0: Yeah, Bregman has been struggling. Correa has been struggling. Even Brantley has been struggling at the plate. Um, And – Another thing I want to talk about is I've seen so many places, and we saw going back to the NLDS, that what the Nats were doing using their starters out of the bullpen was unsustainable. Yeah. And frankly, I thought it was unsustainable at some point because of the way that they were using these guys with such volume. Right. That being said, it, the, how do you, again, how do you, we said this after the Cardinal series, how do you take away your biggest weakness you do everything else so well right. that your weakness does not even matter. Yeah. So that it, it's not – the game doesn't rely on that one weakness. The fact that they had Javi Guerra and Fernando Rodney out on the mound, they didn't – because it didn't matter right. at that point. Because they did 10 everything else so well that their weakness was totally buried. Yeah. Um, so, it, it, you know, and I heard on the Na- the Astros broadcast too, they were saying like at some point that the – uh, Nats have to have somebody besides Hudson and Doolittle um, to get big outs out of the bullpen for them. Maybe they don't. Right. That's the thing. They, that's that's through the first two Ideally, games they, they have wouldn't. not. Yeah. yeah, they have not needed that. Yeah, which is crazy yeah. because that was, the, you know, that's the one thing that the, the Astros can hang their hat on is we can score on this bullpen. Yep, they have not needed to because they have scored on the bullpen in the past couple games. Mm-hmm. But the the Nats out just blitz them and. Every other aspect of the game,
1: right? On a game, after a game one where Max Scherzer labeled labored through five innings, and then you had to call on Patrick Corbin and Tanner Rainey yeah. to get to Hudson and Doolittle. You know, tonight was the perfect script for the Nationals to bounce back. I yeah. mean, you could not have drawn up any better because, like you said, a ten-run lead. Hudson and Doolittle, you're done. Take yeah, the night off. Yeah. Get ready for Nats Park. Get ready for your home crowd where you might have to go out and close the game out for you because we're going to be batting last. Um, it's a perfect time to get these guys. And also, you know, I don't know how much weight this carries, but it gives guys like Javi Guerra. You know, Fernando Roddy's 42 years old. He's been on some of the biggest stages in baseball. But a taste of, God forbid, they ever need to call on these guys again. Yeah, At some point this Series, with the game being tight, it gives them a taste of the World Series and yeah. what the atmosphere is like, and some of these pitchers are like. So it's kind of like a win-win for the Nationals yeah. in that sense. Not just the W on the scoreboard, but like you save your best relievers and you give your back, your quote-unquote backup relievers a little taste yeah. of what it's like to pitch just in case you ever need to call them again.
0: And it, it gets out hopefully at least like a little bit of butterflies too. Yeah. Or, you know, even That's Juan Soto said. had shaky legs yeah. in his first at-bat. Yeah, it's like... Hopefully, you know, they they might still have butterflies if they come into a high-leverage situation later on in the, in the well, series, look at but th- it won't be their first appearance.
1: Right. Well, you look at Tanner Rainey, shaky night last night, bounces back tonight, clean inning. Yeah. Javi Guerra gives up the home run, but then c- closes it out, gives up a couple of other base runners, but closes it out. You know, yeah, it's, it's the World Series, and these guys are young pitchers. They're going to be shaky. It's, yeah. It's exciting. It's nerve-wracking. Get a little taste in a not-pressured situation and escape out of it and feel good about yourself.
0: And... On a macro level, this is I think it's great that the blowout happened in Game 2. Yeah. Now, because they have a day off for everybody to think about it. yep, And for it to get in the Astros' heads, you go back to Nats Park. I mean, if, if it were to happen in Game 1 and then it was like a closer game in Game 2, they you're, might be – the Astros might be saying, all right, we're still in this thing. Right. We're still in this series, even though that Game 1. For it to happen in Game 2, you're down 0-2. You're going back to Nats Park. Yeah. I mean, the the, the amount of it, it could not have gone better right. for the Nationals in these first two games. Right,
1: I, and I I don't mean to I don't want to dive deep into the mental complexion of a, a yeah. professional athlete because I'm not one of them, but I would not want to be sitting around for two days thinking about this yes. loss, yeah, and having to travel. You yeah. know, I would want to be getting right back out there the next night to get another shot at this team, and you're not going to do that because you have to travel back to their home ballpark. Yeah. So yeah, it's a great point I think too, and again. Perfect script for the first two games for the Nationals. Obviously, going up to nothing. I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but heavily favored for them to now win the series or halfway there. You need to play less than 500 ball the rest of the way. You need to win two more games (laughs) out of the last possible uh, five games. So, I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. I cannot stress how unbelievable. Like, Go, you, you And Ren Dunn talked about this in his post-game press conference. Ideally, we would have come out here with a split. But to go up 2 nothing is yeah. just unfathomable. And now we're really excited to get back to back home. And Nats Park is going to be rocking. Those fans cannot wait for this team to come home 2 nothing yeah. against a team like this Astros team.
0: And how deflated did all of us feel after, and Nationals fans, after the Dodgers took Game 3 mm-hmm. at Nationals Park? The in, NLDS. A big, in a big way. And dominated yeah. and, and blew that game open, took Patrick kicked Patrick Corbin out of that relief inning, um, hit a home run against Wander Suero, blew them out of the building, or one win away then from advancing. that All they have to do is win one of the last two, yeah. and it felt so deflating. That's how this Astros team and these, these Astros fans, yeah. I, I would imagine, feel right now. Yeah. And I, it's funny because I think the only team that can climb themselves out of that hole and out, you know out of a two nothing series deficit after a blowout loss like that is the nationals yeah like, <laughs> that's true i was thinking that when when it was like an 8 to 2 game i was like the only team i would think could come back from this would be the washington nationals because we saw it do them them do it against the mets right. earlier in the, in the regular season yeah and that's the mentality they have now they're on the attack yeah. now they're not they don't have their backs against the wall like they have for the past couple months.
1: Yeah, and they need to stay on the attack. Uh, I saw reports from some of the Astros' beat writers that the Astros did hold a players-only meeting after tonight's game. Uh, In the World Series, uh, Justin Verlander and Jose Altuve spoke up in a players-only meeting. They said, said, uh, uh, I believe it was Alex Bregman that talked uh, and said that those two guys said all that needed to be said, and uh, they're refocused. Uh, A.J. Hinch was very confident that his team could bounce. I mean, they won 107 games. This team is not just going to roll over. And this team, like you mentioned the Cardinals earlier, this team is not the Cardinals. They're not right. going to roll over down 2 nothing going on back on the road facing an adverse crowd. There's this still going to be a tough out. Yeah, you know, I'm, I, I don't think anyone's expecting this to be a clean sweep. But it's there for the Nationals yeah. to have a good chance to at least win this at home. Yeah. So don't expect the, Nas- the, excuse me, the Astros to roll over. I don't think the Nationals are thinking that way. Again, the win today mentality is pretty worked so far i expect them to carry that and back home
0: to dc it's interesting i don't know if if the nats were down if the nats had done this the exact same thing at home lose the first two games of the world series and then you're going to houston and a blowout loss like this in game two do you think they would hold a players only meeting i, I don't i don't think they would yeah
1: i was a little surprised you don't often hear that, that happening in the playoffs in the playoffs yeah
0: because that's often a sign of Losing focus. Well, I don't want to obviously yes. speculate too no, much, no, no, yeah. but like losing focus, losing awareness of the importance of the situation, the, or
1: or well, it's the World Series. Stuff yeah. like that shouldn't have to be said. Yes, you know? exactly, That's what exactly, to exactly.
0: Yeah. Whereas you look at the Nats, and it's it, it, the veterans have said over and over again, you know, because the the common cliche question comes up. You know, how big is this game? You know, do mm-hmm. you say anything? What's your message? It's like no, these guys know what's at stake. Yeah. They know what's happening. You wonder if that's if they're not a little going frazzled. On. Yeah, if that's not going on with yeah. the Astros. Yeah,
1: I have my my grandmother. Shout out to my grandmother who has been texting me throughout all these <laughs> games. She even said, you know, obviously the Nationals they have their dance parties in the yeah. dugout. Fox camera showed the Astros dugout, and it's a blood game in the World Series, obviously. But she said they just look dejected, dejected and yeah. like not even like okay, we'll get them tomorrow. Just like beaten to a pulp. Yeah, and so. That's maybe has some weight. Again, I don't take this Astros team lightly. I think that they are just too talented, too good, to have too much history, too much experience yeah. on a stage like this to just roll over. I don't expect that to happen. But I think you're right. There is some point to that where why did that really need to take place? It's a yeah. professional team. You've been here before. You won yes. the you won the World Series 2 years ago. Did that really need, I mean again, I think you're right. There's some there's some stake to that where I was like, okay, they might be a little frazzled.
0: Yeah. And I know that they have some young guys on that team in Correa, um, and Bregman. But they're still a team led by their veterans. I mean yeah. they still have
1: All those guys you just mentioned well yeah, except for I mean Yeah, all those guys you mentioned were on this World Series team yeah, two years ago. So, yeah, you, yeah. Verlander, you still young, have Verlanders. They're young, but they're also experienced. Yeah, right.
0: these these guys are in their thirties, so I don't Interesting. Know. I don't know. I yeah. don't want to. I-, I don't
1: want to speculate too much either. But I think that's that's a valid yeah. point, and it's something to look at. See how that uh, Astros come out in Game Three back at Nationals Park. You are guaranteed. Friday and a Saturday game. We'll see what happens. They also could also play Sunday.
0: And the roof will be open at Nationals Park. Oh,
1: yes, the roof will be open. It'll be chilly. Hopefully the the windows will open
0: in the press box. We're talking about taking things for granted. I think I have taken for granted this beautiful weather that we have had here. The
1: mid-70s and sunny. Yeah, Yeah. it's going to be a little chillier back home in D.C. But we're excited, obviously, to be covering. Mass and all-access will be there all day on Friday. We'll be covering the workout at Nationals Park tomorrow night Mm -hmm. on Thursday evening. Um, you're probably listening to this on Thursday morning. So <laughs> tonight, uh, so stay tuned. Hopefully, you're not awake. Yeah, Masson Nationals across the board, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Paul Mancano on Twitter at Bobby underscore Blanco on Twitter for myself. You can follow the Mass and All Access podcast after every World Series game. Spotify, Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, and Google Play. You can also watch on the Masson All Access Facebook page, the Masson Nationals YouTube channel, all that stuff. Like, subscribe, spread the word. Yeah. We've got you covered from first pitch until the last pitch. Until there's a trophy raising, yeah.
0: and Bobby, we got a seven ten flight tomorrow, and we're uh, stopping in New Orleans yes. on the way. A, a cool
1: forty five minute flight to New Orleans, an hour layover,
0: and then a two hour flight home. Our producer Amy Jennings suggested that we take advantage of the airport bars, yeah, in New Orleans. Maybe do some oyster during that layover. Um, so mm, that's yeah. that's just out on the table there.
1: Amy's trying to point fingers behind the camera, but it we won't can matter. we can then get back.
0: We'll maybe have time for to nap it off. He landed
1: like 130. I, don't, I know. I don't know. Yeah,
0: yeah it's going to be tight. It's Traffic? Yeah. yeah, going from Gates going open to at B- 3 We'll, B- see. W- we'll D- figure
1: it out. Maybe D- we'll D- throw in an extra pot tomorrow night uh, or Thursday night before let's, after the workout. Let's pot on the airplane
0: just <laughs> to annoy everybody else. <laughs> no, I this. hate people. Loudly who Loudly pod. I,
1: that's one of my biggest pet peeves. I hate people who are annoying on airplanes. <laughs> Leave me alone. Be quiet. Oh, we've, yeah, there, there are some great oh, stories. We've had some we'll stories. save
0: for when it's not 2 a.m. Yeah, we've had
1: some stories on the airplanes. But, yes, thanks for following along, everybody. The Nationals are up to nothing and coming home. We'll see you at Nats Park.